Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. A big thank you to our sponsors for this week. They are Caldrea. Get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com and bet online. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code podcast1 for your sign-up bonus. Be sure to check out these episodes notes for more information on our amazing sponsors. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak Bierman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of House of Kim. Please say hello, my guest, Mr. Bierman. Oh, all right. I'm just kidding. Hello. You Thanks guys, for having me on today. You're I feel welcome. very blessed to be here. We're going to talk about, we were just up here um, as we were walking up here to do the podcast, and I'm a very empathic person, and we're going to get into that today, how to avoid the empathy trap and what, you know, so forth and so on. I'm empathic to the point of where it definitely affects my, like, everyday life at times. Well, Croy, I think they're, uh, okay, now that you're talking whoa, to, whoa, whoa. empathic and having empathy are two different things. So, no, because I'm, so if somebody's having a bad, well, we're going to get into yeah, it. Let's get into it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into how to avoid the empathy trap. Okay, what else are we talking about? I am about? off that f***ing train. But anyways, we're going to be talking about <laughs> Salty K today, launch today, you guys. Five new designs. I'm so excited. Headbands are limited. Everybody wants a headband, it seems. Wednesday the um, 17th. Wednesday the 17th. It's today. It's live. When you it's hear live. This, it's live. At 3 p.m. the 17th, Wednesday today. Yes. It is currently 1220 here. Yeah. Or 1217 to be exact. But anyway, um, so very, very excited about that. We're going to talk about Father's Day, date night, Rose, Grandma Rose, and Brielle and Ariana trying to move out. Let's jump into, um, well, Salty K, like I said, you guys, is launching today. Um, five more designs. I'm really excited. We're working on some incredible things, which I'm over the moon about. These are my actual favorite. Not favorite designs, right? Same, same. No, new designs, updates, new colors. Updates, designs, twos? Yeah, these are the oh, five okay. new. Remember the five? What do you mean? I, I, I don't know. This is your world. I'm just living in it, baby. You run it. I, well, yeah, I just I do the numbers. So five designs launched June 1st. Yes. I was supposed to launch these July 1st. Yes. But we sold out so fast and so okay. many items yeah. that I you bumped it up. Bumped it up. Yes. And with that being said, I've also placed an order for new colors for what we launched June first because we sold out so fast. We That's will. That's what it is. Not be restocking. That, see? see, I knew. I knew there was. I, I, see, I'm following along. I'm here. So we will not be restocking the previous colors as of right now. I have red coming, like like candy apple red. I'm really excited about. Um, but anyhow, okay. So enjoy you guys. I'm really excited and I want to thank you guys for your constant support. Um, it's truly so much fun for me. It's been a real, real joy. 
Okay, Father's Day, you guys. Happy Father's Day to all the amazing fathers, stepfathers, uncles that have stepped up, brothers that have stepped up, all the dads out there. Um, I think anybody can be a father, but it takes a very special person to be a dad. So, um, and Croy, you're one of them, my love, as you know. Thank you. So we've all been trying to plan Father's Day for Croy, (laughs) right? Everybody's got different ideas. KJ's got an idea. Brielle and I have like the best ideas from beaches to Vegas to things that we really want to do. Although the beach was a really big option because the house that we were going to rent had a grill and it was really awesome in private, but it's not available. So um, Croy just wants to kind of stay home. So Brielle's like, let's go to the gun range. But it's like our nanny on the weekend, Berta, you know, she's 80 and she needs a nanny. So it's like. <laughs> Berta would be grabbing them. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not happening. She can't. Nine millimeter too. She's like, give me a try. Yeah, no, she's a feisty one, you guys. <laughs> so then we thought about golfing and would Croy really like that? And like one of the things, we're pretty, we're homebodies. I mean, so I asked Croy, like, what do you want for dinner? Like Brielle texted me last night. Mom, I called Morton's. He loves that restaurant. It's open. Let's do it. So I'm like, Corey, do you want to go out to dinner? He's like, no, I don't. Too much work. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do, but um, hang out. Hopefully the weather is beautiful. We can cook out maybe and have some beer, good wine, and just actually chill out. Um, yeah, I mean, what else do you want to do, babe? Well, I don't like – it's not that I don't like being the center of attention because that can be fun at times, and that's – there's – Lies. I'm just kidding. But I don't know, like – I get it. We we celebrate dads and things like that, and I, and I think there is a place for for celebrating people. But I think we should celebrate, and this has always been my thought: like we should celebrate things all the time, and in a sense that like we we should be grateful for for the father figure in our life every day, and that we there shouldn't be there shouldn't have to be a day to specifically point that out. Um, it's a day of celebration. It's right. a day of honor. It's a day right. all it's about extra, you. You're going like to get lucky unless Ooh. my period comes, baby. Right. Like <laughs> it's going to be all about. Yeah, I'm sure it will. That's what happens. OK. Um, but yeah, it's going to be like right. just a great day. It's all about you. You're not going to do anything. We're all going to cater to you, which is fun because you cater to all of us all the time. Right. So I love that day. And then we're going to go to Vegas for your birthday. It's just <laughs> happening. I talked to my casino host. He's like, Vegas is up and running, baby. So we went last year for his birthday and had a blast um so this year we're gonna we're gonna try to go as well or somewhere in that time frame but anyways so happy father's day to all of the dads out there i'm making croy take me on a date friday night i um am obsessed with making me yeah making you you're making me i'm not making you i was like baby i called him yesterday because my makeup artist was coming to do brielle's makeup and she's like hey do you want your makeup done on friday um i'm coming to do brielle and ariana anyway and i was like you know what i do and so then I text or I call Cora. I was like, you want to take me on a date on Friday? So we're going to go on a date, have some good wine, eat some good food, just well, get away from the house. We've been working so much. Croy's been working so much in the office, 12, 14 hour days. And the problem with working from home in general is your day never stops. No. You're always on the computer. You're always working. You're always answering emails. Right. You're always There's taking always calls. Something There's always something do. to do. Right. Well, and you can do because it's because it's right there. Your office computer's there. Your office is there. Everything's there. It's not like you leave the office and you're like, I to drive back 10, 15 minutes to the office if I wanted to do something. Right. You can't remove yourself from- It's tough. Right. So the kids are always like, dad just drinks coffee and stays in the office all day. <laughs> How many women are with me that their husband's coffee smells like- It's coffee. Like you're, you're saying okay, coffee so smells like shit. It, it, yours does. It, well, it does. It smells like shit. Like literal burnt shit. 
So it's coffee. So I drink French drink vanilla a milkshake. Basically, I drink yes. a French vanilla coffee, four heaping scoops flavored sugar sweet. I, I do four heaping scoops of sugar and half of my big. Um, it's the size of a Yeti, but it's a different kind of cup because I don't like Yetis. But um, and I fill it up with half cream, so it is like, it's a, like a twenty. It smells twenty eight ounces. It smells you. so good. Everybody loves it in the house, including my kids. Half and and half. then there's Croy, dark, deep French roast, burnt to the gods. Smells like, shit, tastes like. Shit. I don't know why you drink the. Shit. Well, because it tastes good, I, and I do put. I, I use the natural uh, vanilla creamer. Creamer. From, good for you. Um, Somebody, oh, it's it is it is natural natural coffee mate. natural bliss maybe yeah Coffins. natural bliss yeah but Coffin. it's just, it's just cream and natural vanilla and that's it and maybe some little maybe a little bit of sugar but I don't I maybe put uh, I like Land O'Lakes cream if anybody cares it's my favorite in fact it, a year ago today we were on our road trip yeah I think I told you guys we were that, on our way to uh, no oh, we might have been stuck. Yeah, it might have been stuck. Don't get into it. Today. Don't get into it. I don't know. I think I told you guys last week that we had a call with Bravo and our show will not be airing until October, but we're working on many other things, so don't you worry, babies. There's no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way, and Bet Online has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming games and matches. Need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? Bet Online also has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit Bet Online or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners at Podcast One. Bet Online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code Podcast One for your sign up bonus. Visit Bet Online and don't forget that promo code Podcast One for your sign up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Um, also, super excited um, to have Cab and Boxy Charm. Really fun opportunity. Um, really cool, fun box. People are loving Cab. Um, it's a it's a really fun, bright color for the summer with our what gel is, liner. What is Boxy Charm for anybody? Boxy Charm is a box of just amazing products: right. skincare, makeup, monthly, right? You monthly. Can get monthly, yeah, yeah. So I haven't even actually gotten my own box from them yet. So yeah. it should be here. Um, today or tomorrow, but okay. anyways, just wanted to announce and thank Boxy Charm so for the opportunity. Cosmetics, skin, perfume, anything like that. In I here? do you know? Just- I'm just learning. They're huge. Right. Kylie's always promoting them. Right. Um, a lot of people are promoting them. They do really cool videos. One mm-hmm. of the um, she's a really beautiful girl and, and pretty well known. Just did a video with everything that came in the box this uh-huh. month, and she's it just is amazing. It's full. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's full. It's great. It's got great products. Yeah. We made this specifically for Boxy Charm, which I yeah. think is a really cool opportunity and idea. Can't get it anywhere else. No, you can't get it anywhere else. Amazing. So yeah. Anyways, so thank you, Boxy Charm, for that opportunity. That was really cool. Date night, Friday night. I'll let you guys know how it goes. I'm sure it's going to go great. Um, I've kind of learned on how to avoid being late on date night and doing things like I try not to worry about my hair anymore. I just put a t-shirt on for my birthday and jeans and heels. Like it's not that serious. I always try to go all out and then we're two hours late and it's annoying and frustrating and it's midnight by the time we get home. So I've kind of figured out a way to like really enjoy it and make it quick and fun. So that- and by the looks of it, we better take advantage of being able to go out while we can. Cause a lot of places are getting locked back up again. Everything's well, I don't know if you've got obviously with all the riots and stuff. I just saw the, the streets roof. of LA and it was unbelievable. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people in close same thing proximity. in New York. Yeah, some of the bigger places that were hit. We'll so, see. Um, but but the beach is open, and then Florida's going up, and 
There's quite a few places. So we'll I see. did just take the antibody test. My husband and I did this morning. I had to go get blood work anyway just to check my thyroid and do all that shit. And so my doctor actually tested positive for the antibodies. Mm-hmm. Um, but had no symptoms. But had no symptoms. She, she yeah. And she was telling me today that the blood type matters. Th- matters. How you, how you handle it. Mm-hmm. So she's O. And which she had no best. symptoms, which is the best, followed by B. Mm-hmm. Which is like the middle. Which is the middle, which is me, mm-hmm. followed by A. Yeah. You struggle the most. You struggle the most. You, Did you guys know that? I didn't. Yeah. There's all kinds of studies that they're doing right now, and all this information is going to come out in in, in yeah. the future, but that was one of them that kind of came out. I yeah, guess, she's, this, she's so smart. Type yeah. And who had struggled the most and who didn't struggle. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. So anyway, um, okay, you guys, went and saw Grandma Rose. Um, she's got some health things going on, so she called me a couple weeks ago to tell me about them. Grandma Rose is no longer doing readings for anybody that wants to DM me for the 95,000 bazillion trillion bazillion time. Um, she does not do readings any longer. She just quit like eight, two years ago. Yeah. She's like 88 or 89, but um, anyways, you guys know she's a huge part of my life. She has been for 20 years, and so she called me a couple weeks ago and was kind of telling me what was going on with her health, and... Um, and she'll be moving in with her daughter and all this stuff. And I was like a fucking wreck. I said, I, I said, well, I'm pulling into the house. I'll have to call you back. And then I just lost my shit and I was so upset. Then I called her back and I was like, I'm so upset. And she's like, don't be upset. It's okay. Blah, blah, blah. So we went over there Sunday. KJ loves, all the littles love to go over there. I don't know if it's like grandma's house. She's got cats. They can, she watches game shows all the time we instead of the news. We haven't been able to visit her because of Corona. Yeah. So we, we, we stayed away and she locked herself in. Yeah, she wouldn't let us come over period yeah. actually. Cause I tried, I was like, <laughs> I haven't left my house in 60 days. She's like, Nope, not risking it. <laughs> She's a firecracker. I don't know. She yeah. has the same birthday as Kaya. And then obviously Kaya is named after her. So, and then Kane is named after Dr. Hood, our OBGYN that's since retired. But anyway, so she always has game shows on, which KJ is now old enough to like, and he's obsessed with game shows now from leaving her house. She has cats. And then she's like, all right, let me read your palm. So she did all of her palms, like just a couple minutes, just to kind of glance at things and see how things are going. And um, she said Kaya's got split personalities. Like she sees this a lot in children. And what she is, Kaya can be the most loving, sweetest, caring, attentive person. Or if you turn your back, she might stab you with a knife. She's she's very, very um, either she's very extreme, yeah. either amazing and sweet. Or Kane yesterday, Kane fell on the. Uh, dirt bike driving around in the driveway he had on like nike slides or whatever so the whole top of his foot was just destroyed like skin missing bleeding everywhere finally got it kind of healed zalma accidentally our nanny ran over his foot with like the vacuum slightly Mm -hmm. opened up just a a little bit of it Mm -hmm. yesterday kane would not give kaya the chocolate hershey syrup to make chocolate milk so she just took her foot and stepped on his injured foot knowing where Where i couldn't believe it yeah like i couldn't and he's like Why'd you step on my foot? He was yeah. so pissed. Yeah. He pulled her hair. And so the connection that they have is mind-blowing. They can play with each other for hours. They really love each other. They stick up for each other usually. But if Kai doesn't get what she wants, she's like her well, mother. Well, her crazy side comes out when she doesn't get her way. That's what like, I just – yeah, 100%. That, like that, her like, mother. She's very, very headstrong. Like if, if she doesn't want something or she's like – then she's not bothered. But if, if she wants like she's, her fake phone she's back, she's probably one of the strongest-minded people that I've ever encountered yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah, if she sets her mind on something that she wants or is trying to do and she can't, then watch out for real. Like claws come out, and it's I'm talking like a mean girl in high school kind of girl. <laughs> I was shopping online um, on the computer last night, waiting for my chiropractor, and uh, she's like, "What are you doing?" And she kind of peeks around the screen of the computer, and she's like, 
Oh, I die. Those are amazing. She's like, oh, God, those are ugly, the ones below them. And I was crying laughing. We have the exact same taste. She has impeccable taste for a six-year-old. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. So anyways, she saw Grandma Rose. I got a picture with Grandma Rose. And then Brielle and Ariana were going to go on Monday. So we hung out. Anyways, Monday comes and Brielle and Ariana are headed over there. KJ, of course, he has to watch game shows. And now I'm kind of into these fucking game shows. Like There's I'm one on uh, ABC no, Monday. NBC. ABC. No, they were watching ABC Monday It was nights. NBC because I saw the Peacock commercial. No, that was last night. No, I saw the Peacock commercial the night when I was running in the gym. Well, it was way, NBC. It was like a... One of them. It's called The Board. It's the bomb. It's so cool. She lost everything, though, twice. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. And, my, and I, I start, see, I'm empathetic. So I start feeling her yeah, pain, yeah. and I had to turn it off. Yeah. And, then, and then they tease them towards the end, even if they've lost everything, that there might be a sliver of hope that their the partner. partner didn't sign. Would you yeah, sign the contract, contract no matter what, not knowing what I did? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I would. It's, you came here with nothing. Right, you might as well risk yeah, it. You're going big. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, so KJ was what? Anyway, so Brielle went to Grandma Rose's house with Zach, actually, and then um, Ariana is going to go actually tomorrow. So Brielle went Monday, and there's a red cardinal that's so beautiful outside on that tree. So I don't know what that sign means. If you guys know, email me, Kim at Kim Zolciak, because I've been seeing the same bird at random times. Um, Maybe it means he I think just it's has my a nest around our house. Okay. <laughs> douche i'm just kidding um my grandmother i think is the red cardinal but anyway that's just here not here nor there you might like to bathe in our waterfall well anyways funny croy (laughs) so brielle goes over there she comes home and she was in the kitchen and she was like yeah rose so she's not going to be around like forever and and you know her daughter no rose knows the day that she's going to pass she's always known it she's written it on a piece of paper um and has had it in her safe but now her daughter knows as well Mm that date and I know the month. So I'm hoping it's not this, this year. I'm hoping it's next, but I got so upset. So Brielle's like, yeah, I'm like really upset. I had to stare out the window. So I didn't just lose my shit driving home and I'm so upset. And I don't even, I couldn't even trust my own parents, you know, growing up. And then, so Rose, when I met her was at a time of like a a big crossroads. I was a mother of two or I was going, I was pregnant with Ariana and going through a divorce and all that good stuff. And so I met her at a time that I was super vulnerable, having to make a lot of decisions, super overwhelmed. And I don't know, we just clicked. I mean, we just, she's just been a huge part of my life um, for all these years. And Croy's like, why are you, so I was in the shower. So I walked away from Brielle because I lost my shit and I went to go get wine for Croy in the wine cellar. So I like was able to go down there and I just lost my shit and was crying, crying, praying that the girls wouldn't come back there because I don't want to get them upset and whatever. So I got the wine for Croy or whatever, and I came back, and I was able to, like, I just got done running maybe 20 minutes before, so my face was still red. Nobody really noticed. And I went to the bathroom, and I was taking a shower. just lost my shit. I was so upset. I was, like, almost hyperventilating. And I realized that because I can trust her um, and haven't been able to trust my own parents even, somebody is, that you're supposed to be able to trust and rely on and count on, that that's kind of what she's been to me. So not having that is not something that I'm able to mentally even accept. So between her and Angie, um, that's how I've gotten to where I am today and her wisdom and her knowledge and her smart ass self. And I don't know. I just, it's going to be tough for me. So anyways, pray for grandma Rose. Um, I talked to her just this morning and she's doing great. Um, but yeah, you know, she's going to keep doing great. And I think what ended up happening, like we, we all get old and at some point she doesn't tell me sh- she tells Brielle. Sh- yeah. I mean, every, thankfully she has 
lived a fantastic long life. Uh, she's gonna. That doesn't make keep, shit easier. No, no. Though. I'm just saying she's gonna keep living a long life. It, 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 the terrible, terrible situations that people have to sometimes deal with is like young, instant. You didn't right. get to say goodbye. You didn't get to process like right. them kind of going away. I don't know what's worse. Right. Not, uh, not young. Yeah. Forget the young part of it. But sure, like, sure. Corey I mean, said, at least she's still here. Terrible, so, so but, a girlfriend of mine that I'm, I'm working with, Kara. Um, she and I were texting and I'm like, I'm so upset. Like I can't even think she was exhausted and hadn't slept. I'm so upset about Rose and, um, she's also a therapist. And so she was writing me just the best words, like kind of like what Corey was saying, like, thank God she's still here. Enjoy the moments that you do have with her. Um, and so she kind of got me turned around and then all of a sudden I'd start crying again. I could not get my head right, but it was like, yeah, it was just, it's so sad. So I'm really proud of myself for talking about it right now and not just losing my mind. But I, um, yeah, and thankfully I've not really had to deal with loss, thank God, in my life. I've lost my dad's mom, which was very sudden and shocking. And then my grandmother I just lost in Chris, at Christmas um, and kind of hadn't seen her in since my wedding. So, um, yeah, I'm very close to Rose. So I'm one of these people that, you know, blood doesn't make you family. So... Um, anyways, that's that. I told you guys last week about Caldrea. I am obsessed. If you don't know what it is, Caldrea is a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with amazing scents, making caring for ourselves and our home a very beautiful experience. They have effective products that don't compromise in scents. They have hand soaps and lotions that have been mentioned before um, on this podcast. In addition, Caldrea also has home cleaning products that effectively clean while transforming your home with your absolute favorite fragrances. While we are all spending so much more time at home, we want to keep it clean and fresh. Caldrea makes cleaning enjoyable and worry-free with incredible effective formulas that are addictively pleasurable to use. Products use a combination of essential oils from flowers and herbs and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients. You guys, I just want to read a couple of reviews from caldrea.com. Can't believe the wonderful smell of this product, but besides that, the cleaning power is amazing. I am just finishing my first bottle and I am a lifelong fan now. That is on the countertop spray, you guys. It smells amazing. They have pear blossom aguave and sea salt neroli that customers love. Their dish soap. Um, here's another review, you guys. It's a miracle. I use this to hand wash dishes. I call it my quote unquote little miracle because it makes me want to wash my dishes every day. I mean, you guys, these products smell amazing. They work, they're effective, and they have great ingredients. You can get free shipping on all your orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That is C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and add a touch of luxury to your home care. So she was telling me, though, in my reading, stop helping everyone. Stop it. I've told you this before. Stop it. Stop helping everyone. (laughs) Stop it. And I laughed because on the drive to her house, Croy drove... And I was answering email or uh, not emails, DMs on Instagram from people that have either had plastic surgery by Dr. Hochstein and wanted to know like what, I don't know what they call them, fascias or some shit, tummy, like garments, whatever, Uh or they're going to have a tummy tuck and they have questions. Uh So I was answering this lady about my scar and how amazing it looks and he is and, and what she can do to improve it if she wanted to do like an IPL laser. That's what I've done. I've gone to Utopia here and done IPL laser and microneedling. They are the best at microneedling at Utopia. You've right. seen it. Like mm-hmm. you guys know I had my boobs done just a year and a half or I guess it'll be two years this September. You can barely tell. The microneedling, it she's helps. aggressive, yeah. which I love. And it's mind blowing. Yeah, it really, really helps. Mm-hmm. It retexturizes the skin in ten words or less. Yeah. But anyway, so I was doing that and so I do find myself like I like to help people. It makes me feel right. good to help people. But I will tell you, I've noticed as I've gotten older that 
I'm looking at it like I could have been talking to my children, but I'm answering people's questions, right? And I do it a lot. Like I'm always willing to like help, answer a call, counsel somebody, talk to somebody. Sure. But it, then it takes away from my own family. Right. Well, and I think too, here, here's a it's a fine it's line. It's totally fine helping people, and, and that's what makes this world a better place, and that's what helps people get to where – like we wouldn't be where we are if we didn't have people that had helped us along our way. 100%. Like, that, and we wouldn't we, be where we are today if we didn't help all the people we've exactly. helped. Exactly. So it, it's, it's, a, it's the circle of life per right. se. What is draining though is when you help people who do not either Contribute listen, back. Contribute Listen, back, yep, uh, implement the help. You're having to continually help them with the same thing over and over. It's yep. kind of, it's like having like, instead of having six kids, you got 600 kids yep. because it's like a child who you have to kind of, you know what I just, do you know what just hit me about Kara or just hit me over the last, like what's what I've been feeling and thinking. Kara is very thorough in her thoughts. For example, if I leave Kara a message and I say, Blah, 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 blah. Like, this is my thinking. This is what I'm thinking we should do. We should do this, this, and this, right? If she's busy and has, you know, clients or what have you mm. the rest of the afternoon, she'll leave a message and say, hey, I got your message. I'm going to get back to you this afternoon. I have a couple appointments. I'm hopping in the shower now. So being very thorough lets me allow. So I get, I, I'm working with Kara doing this. I'm helping Tracy do this. I'm designing and talking to you. And we have a call at once. So my head's in all these different places. What Kara's allowed me to do in my life is let that go, go on to something else and focus. So I'm constantly involved in these things that are in essence helping people mm-hmm. and they're never completed. Right. So somebody like Kara allows me to release that for the right. day. I know that she's gotten my message and I know, and I have never told her though Hey, uh, let me know that you got my, like, it doesn't, it's just because sure. I think because she is a therapist right. that she, she knows to be thorough. She also explains to me her, th- I don't know. I, yeah. I think she's really taught me so much and I love you, Kara, but that you've, that she's taught me so much in such a short amount of time that I have a, I have a very short fuse for, uh, for other things. Does that make any sense? Just tolerance, not fuse per se, tolerance for, for things. And it's, and it's, uh, you know, again, it's, she, she doesn't. It's it's a give and take there where where you guys kind of fill each other's cups back and forth, you know. Where, right. Oh, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Where whereas again, if if you're offering somebody help and they they want it, but yet they don't implement it or they don't right. they don't they never finish it or they don't finish the thought or they don't finish the action or they don't correct what it is that they're you're trying to help them with. Then and you got to repeat. Right. There's repeat a lot of repeat and. Um, that's where it becomes and energy vampires. And, I think, I think what you're describing go, right? is like, energy vampires, people sure. that actually deplete mm-hmm. you repeatedly. And re- I've noticed more so lately people that deplete you and people that take the energy out of you. Like Ariana's very empathic person. And so am I. Brielle is too, in a different way. I think Brielle and Corey are similar in a couple ways and we're going to get into that. But so Ariana will get up in the morning in a great mood, right? And then somebody will text her or whatever. She doesn't like it. And it ruins her whole fucking day. That's not empathy. No, wait a minute. Like, I'm not going to get into the story that I'm referring to today because it's personal. And maybe she'll share it with you guys with one of her friends. But I I don't know how to get around when I open my mouth and insert my foot. But anyway, this person that Mm -hmm. she's trying to hang out with or whatever that was going to hang out or whatever, something happened and they're very embarrassed over it. And so Ariana's like, doesn't, is unfazed by it. She doesn't care. So she's trying to like comfort this person to help. There's an awkwardness on the other party's end, not Ariana's because Ariana's totally fine. Like, don't worry about it. I understand. 
And this person can't, is just like, no, it's like hung up on it. Hung up on it. So Ariana is like, I'm over it. Like basically in her mind, why aren't you? I feel so bad. I'm so embarrassed for you. Blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, she's, and that's, she's feeling like she's putting herself in his shoes. No, not anymore. She was not. So, but Corey's not empathic. I'm just kidding. (laughs) There's compassion. There's empathy. I don't think that's where the irritation, like, and that's, it's like, it does become a point where you, you, you got to stop helping them. You got to stop right. feeling like sorry for them. And what, like you either got to move past and like get on with life and you can't change it and sh- shit happens and it happened, but whatever it does, you know, it's life. Like we're, right. we're, we're human and who cares per se, like whatever. And, but you, you tried to help them. You've tried to explain, you've tried to say it's okay. You've tried to ca- talk to them. Yeah. And then it just like, is it's too just much. Like, it's like, yo, now she's getting irritated. You're right. right. So it's, it's the, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Okay. I'm not good at giving, analogies and then trying to beat around the bush and not give up names and information and stories is not easy for me. So we're going to talk about how to avoid the empathy trap. Do you prioritize other people's feelings over your own? Now that's empathy and that's me. If so, you might be falling into that empathy trap. I'm working on it. I'm doing better, but it's not without some guilt or awkwardness. Croy, let's talk about this for one second. So Croy... (laughs) No, we're going to, we're just going to talk about this for one second. Croy has no problem making somebody feel awkward. Not true. No, no, it's true. Let me tell you guys what I mean. So, well, Croy and I are married. It's different. But Croy, you true. That is true. I don't have, he almost, he almost enjoys it. Yeah. Don't say you don't because you know, it's not about enjoying it. It's, it's okay. Keep going. So for example, if, Oh, I gotta think. Well, here, here, here's the thing. What what Kim is gonna say, what she's trying to say, is that thanks for there are a lot of times people will uh, not do something, or they'll deal with something to make a situation just to, so a situation doesn't become awkward. Let's or whatever, use but walking into walk- an office. Well, but they'll get walked on. Right, the, 100%. so a coworker will walk all over yep. you, a, a husband will walk all over you, a boss, a friend, a family member, because you because you kind of sit there and either take it or you don't speak up or you don't or um, you allow it to be awkward. Now hold on, so say you're in an office, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just say Susie, she's already in the office, and I'm gonna walk into the office, and Susie has. F- Issue after issue, problem after problem. She's an energy vampire. She she tries to implement your thoughts and, and what you've taught her, but not really. She's exhausting. And then when you walk into the office, okay, I'm going to tell you, you walk into the office and you get your coffee, right? She's directly in front of you. You're going to pour your coffee. So Croy, okay, so you go in and every day she's like, oh my God, you're not going to believe what my husband Robert did today. He's such an asshole, blah, 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 right? Or, or, oh my God, I had to just pay a, a, you know, a $2,500 bill to fix my air conditioning unit. And so, you you know, you teach these people, well, you, you know, ask, believe and receive. And it's, you know, you, you, maybe if you told Robert more and showed him more affection, he wouldn't have punched you in the head. I don't know, like whatever. So this person is just always has issues and you're always find yourself standing there helping this person. But every time you walk away from this person, you're irritated you're frustrated your day you started off great well she's she may has maybe she's taken away from your productivity right didn't get your assignments done you're you're snapping at people so you do this repeatedly over and over day after day month after month year after year 
Then you go to Croy. But and so, you say to Croy, right. Croy, I am so sick of Susie's shit. Every fucking day, she's got a bad attitude. She's got a problem. Or it's the opposite. And she's like, hey, good morning. Happy. We're going to have a great Monday. A great. Right, and you're like just like, dude, what the fuck? Relax. <laughs> it's like one extreme to the other. So Croy says, fuck it. Jennifer, which is me, walk into the office, get your coffee, and don't say a fucking word. I'm like, well, wait a minute, Croy. That's rude. Yeah, well, don't, don't be disrespectful. You can say good morning. But you you don't have to engage with that with that person, or you can you so there's there's two ways to handle it. You can ignore, or you can acknowledge with with saying, "Hey, look, Susie, I you know we had this conversation already, and he recommend ignore." Well, uh, so ignoring can be easier for people who don't like confrontation, right? Uh, but either way, if you continue, like a lot of people can't stand up. I think there's more people than I'm not crying, laughing because that... my chiropractor, I told him this shit last night and I said, Croy basically says nothing at all and just walk away. I said, Malucci, do you think that you could ignore what, so, somebody that you have to walk right by? Yeah. So, and yeah, what we're trying to do though is uh, more people than not will just deal with things like that because they don't want it to be awkward. They don't want it Me. to be, they don't want to deal with confrontation. And so they, their day will get, they, their day will get sucked with energy. They won't be as productive uh, just because essentially what that is, is a boundary. And, and you, and so sometimes people boundaries. can't respect boundaries. People, they this can't is a big thing that we're going to talk boundaries. about next week is boundaries. And they can't, um, they can't, they don't really know how to develop them or, or they just, they just don't have them. And so you have to set those boundaries. And so you could be open to Susie from day one and, and it works. And then she kind of takes a little bit more and she takes a little bit more and it, she just, and so before you know it, she's taken so much that that boundaries disappeared and, and embracing the awkwardness. <laughs> That's Croy's famous line. Allows you to set that boundary pretty much instantaneously back to where it was and where it should be that you're comfortable with. And so you have to, either ignore and, and it'll become very awkward and that person will stop almost instantly because 99% of people can't deal with that. I feeling. tested it, you guys, and it fucking works. He's right. They can't deal with that feeling. So they just, they're just, what, what's going on? Like it's, I, so, it's weird and they, and they will literally like, whoop, I feel a wall. Okay. So like getting a I massage, a right? If you, I want a massage and I don't want the, the therapist to talk to me. Right. So Croy says, don't respond if they ask you something. Yeah. So I said to Malucci last night, Dr. Malucci, I said, if you're getting a massage and they're like, so um, did you guys fly in from Georgia or where are you from? Would you just not f***ing answer? Yeah. And he's like, I-, I don't know if I could do that. Croy's like, embrace the awkwardness. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I could just blatantly ignore you. Like, I don't want to talk to you. But Croy's right. So instead... I let the fucking therapist talk to me for two hours about everything and anything, and I'm fucking annoyed, and I leave annoyed when I just paid for a service, and she wouldn't shut up. So it's like, <laughs> why am I not doing what Croy's saying? Because it's awkward to me and weird and disrespectful in my mind, but it's really not, because I'm paying for a service. We're not friends. Right. So, and I get, and this happens to me a lot, because a lot of people want a lot of information and, and what have you. So it's funny to me, and that's a really great analogy, the massage therapist thing. I've had the same massage therapist for a gazillion years and I've been using a bunch of different new people just to kind of test people out and stuff. And sometimes I want to talk and sometimes I don't. Sure. And my massage therapist that's been with me for 10 plus years and she knows me so well to know that if I want to talk, I want to talk. And if I don't, I don't. Because you've set that boundary. She now understands that like, hey, if, I didn't if set Kim, it intentionally. If, I just, it just. Well, right. But if Kim initiates it, then I'll, then the massage therapist will respond back. But the, the massage therapist should never initiate any conversation. 
right? It shouldn't, the conversation never be initiated. Okay, I guess her. maybe that's what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to embrace the awkwardness and create, reestablish those boundaries. boundaries which is tough with people that and you've that, worked you, with for a long time. Or, you don't need to be disrespectful or per se, I mean, ignoring somebody, if you want to say, is, is rude. Uh, but it, it's not, but, but knowing that if you say good morning to the person, they're going to open up a whole f-ing can of worms and you can't get out. It's like, Hey, right. what's up? Or but grab you your coffee off, and go, or you put your f-ing saying, earphones in your ear and you act like you're on the phone. No, see, cause that, that's, a lot I, of people I wouldn't do that. do that. Well, yeah, you can, but, you but love awkwardness. I, I would, if is, yeah, I mean, that is kind of, I guess the rude way to do it is if you ignore somebody, uh, it's better to communicate with them and say, Hey, look, I can't, I got, I got a, I got a lot to, I need to focus on today. Well, whatever, but that's where establishing that boundary again can be very beneficial and make you feel a lot better. How to avoid the empathy trap. This is a really cool um, article from the mind and body. It says, do you prioritize other people's feelings over your own? You might be falling into the quote unquote empathy trap. Empathy is having its moment. The ability to feel what another person is feeling from the person from that person's perspective generates lots of press as the ultimate positive value in the pathway to a kinder, less violent world. Schools across the country are teaching empathy to children and a myriad of books explore it from every possible angle on how to get it, why it makes you a better person and how its abstinence can breed evil. Mm-hmm. Empathy is exalted by thinkers like Buddhists. Did you guys know that there's an entire, uh, the British writer Roman Kurzenich Kurzenich, who launched an online empathy museum where you can virtually step into somebody else's shoes. That's pretty nuts. Isn't that nuts? Um, anyways, um, established scientists have also, in developmental psychiatrists, explored the deep roots of empathy in animals and its essential nature in humans. So a lot of people have just tried to figure this out. They've studied it. They've analyzed it. They've tested it. Um, and I'm going to read to you guys some of the stuff that they found. So are you saying, though, that some people... Or, or animals are born with it. It's like written in their. Yeah, I think DNA. people are who they are when it comes to so, that. So some people and have I think you have more to learn naturally. Than yes, one hundred percent. But it is a but it is a trait that you can learn as well. I think you either feel it or you don't. Well, so you either feel empathic, but you can have, but you can learn. You to can ha- have nope. empathy. Uh, we're gonna nope. Just be quiet. Okay. It's normal and necessary to be tuned into someone else's feelings, especially when one is very close to that person. In fact, giving and getting empathy is essential in intimate adult relationships. The empathic understanding of the experience of another human being is as basic as an endowment of a man in his vision, hearing, touch, taste, and smell. The desire to be heard, known, and felt deeply never, ever disappears. But when empathy becomes a default way of relating, psychological well-being is impoverished. Corinne and I talk about this a lot with our kids. We'll get into this. Where sympathy is the act of feeling for someone, I am very sorry you are hurting, for example, empathy involves feeling with someone. I feel your disappointment. It also differs from compassion, which is a caring concern for another suffering from a slightly greater distance and often includes a desire to help. Empathy involves not just feelings, but thoughts and it encompasses two people, the person we are feeling for, and our own self. So to put ourselves in someone else's shoes, we must strike a balance between emotion and thought and between self and other. Otherwise, empathy becomes a trap. And we can feel as if we're being held hostage by the feelings of others. This is often how I've felt at times. The art of empathy requires paying attention to another's needs without sacrificing one's own. 
It demands a mental dexterity to switch attunement from other to self. What turns empathy into a true high wire hack is that it, that its beneficiaries find the attention deeply rewarding. That's the fucking problem that puts on the onus on us to know when to extract ourselves from someone else's shoes and how. Recognizing and sharing someone else's emotional state is a complex inner experience. It's call it calls on self-awareness, the ability to distinguish between your own feelings and those of others, the skill to take another's perspective, the ability to recognize emotions in others as well as oneself, and the know-how to regulate those feelings. Right. Very so important. Basically, it's being engaged with somebody. Like sympathy is like it's like a kind of engaged, but not really. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry. Compassion is caring for somebody and, and right. you know, from a distance. Yeah. Empathy is like, like you have to really be engaged, communicate, listen. Uh, it's respond. Almost, I describe it as like, yeah, but then you get so no. Empathy isn't always a positive though. Yeah, but because you have the to people listen and, and okay, well, keep going. But you have to feel so mm-hmm. so when yeah, you feel their emotion. You understand when Ariana's stressed and upset, mm-hmm. I get stressed and upset. I I literally feel it. And I, That's being and empathic, and I'm not, That's well, not having empathy. What, I don't well, think. Okay, cool. we're going to get into both. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> Overly <laughs> empathic people even lose the ability to know what they want or need. They may have a diminished ability to make decisions in their own best interest, experience physical and psychological exhaustion from deflecting their own feelings, and may lack internal resources to give their best to the key people in their life. What's more unending is empathy creates vulnerability to gaslighting in which another person negates your own reality to assert his or hers. For example... When you express your dismay to your friend about being excluded from her last few get-togethers and she replies, oh, you're just being too sensitive. Those who regularly prioritize the feelings of others above their own needs often experience generalized anxiety or depression. They may describe a feeling of emptiness or alienation or dwell incessantly on situations from the perspective of another. But what causes us to fall into an empathy trap and how can we escape? Here are some great ideas. The root of empathy. Babies come in the world prepared to be empathetic. Very young infants cry in response to distress of others, and as soon as they can control their bodies, they respond to those in need to comfort or offer a Band-Aid. Kids vary in a degree to which they are empathic. There seems to be a genetic component to empathy. Mm-hmm. While progesterone boosts, boosts – well, I'm going to stop taking mine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> While progesterone boosts empathy, testosterone does not. But there are no clear gender differences in empathic ability early in life. Much as the capacity for empathy is built into the nervous system, it is also learned notably from a warm and loving parent reflecting feelings back to their children. Almost all parents treasure the moment when a child spontaneously offers a favorite toy to relieve sadness. Ironically, though, many parents stop, quote unquote, seeing their children's kindness around age two and a half and empathetic behavior plateau as parents start to reward more cognitive achievement oriented behaviors. Later, parents may find themselves encouraging empathy again to shape behavior or nurture a child's own empathy. Think of the adult telling a teenage son, I understand how important this event is to you. You desperately want to go, and I know that you really feel stifled by our decision. But sometimes children are urged to see things through or parents' or siblings' eyes, for example, setting aside their own interests to visit a sick relative. Many children are regularly called on to disregard their own feelings in order to, quote-unquote, be there for others. It may later be difficult for them to develop a balanced sense of empathy. I think I have too much empathy. I'm telling you like, and I've realized this over time and time again. And Rose again, confirmed it, but, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out mentally or, or, you know, how and why, and, and I'll get into that another time, but it's a part of the human experience to put someone else's feelings before your own once in a while, but not consistently. Like if I'm sick and you got a whole day of work planned, you're probably going to help me out. Or get in the bed with me like you have in the past and work while you're next to me to make sure I'm okay, right? Mm, sure. Even though you have phone calls and commitments and whatever. Mm-hmm. That's an yeah. example. 
Um, in successful adult relationships, the flow of empathy is reciprocal. Partners share power equally and move back and forth between giving and receiving. When one partner does more of the giving, however, resentment is likely to build. Huh. Gender socialization can contribute to empath- empathic imbalance. Men who have been encouraged to quote unquote stand up to conflict may become overly dominant or withdraw in the face of someone's strong feelings, not knowing how to respond without taking over or giving in. Many women are brought up to believe that empathy in and of itself is always appropriate, and it becomes their default mode of responding to others. The high regard in which empathic people are held obscured the fact that they may be neglecting their own feelings. Situations of unequal power can also create an imbalance between partners in giving or receiving empathy. Consider an extreme condition. Stockholm syndrome, in which Hoshes has come to express loyalty and empathy towards their captors. Upon a rescue, a newly free person expresses understanding for the captor's action, sometimes even the desire to remain in touch with or serve them. Battered women and abused children often form similar bonds with their abusers. Sadly, in relationships marked by unequal power, those in a low power position are more likely to defer to the needs of those in the high power position. Doing so helps them hold on to that attachment at the cost of becoming the architect of their own disenfranchisement. Mm Mm-hmm. Some situations like caregiving call for concentration on someone else's needs, like being a nurse, you know, like you're focused on somebody else's needs. Mm -hmm. But when I was pregnant with Ariana, I wore a mask. I was taking care of my own needs and then taking care of the patient. You know, it's kind of like if you're not taking care of yourself as as a mother, you're not going to, you know, as you're not going to be a great mom if you yeah. don't take care of your own needs first. Mm-hmm. They can strain anyone's empathetic capacity. It's important for all caregivers to find support from people who can offer the same kind of support for them. How do you know if you are at risk by being trapped by empathy? A yes answer to any of the following questions should raise a red flag. Do you spend more time thinking about your partner's feelings than your own? Do you focus your attention on what the other person is saying during an agreement to the exclusion of what you want to say? Do you often get so caught up in the feelings of someone you love when they are depressed or hurting that feeling seems to become your own? After leaving an argument, are you preoccupied with what the other person was thinking? Do you spend more time trying to figure out why someone let you down than, than deciding whether his or her reasons outweighed your feelings? Reigning in over-empathy requires emotional intelligence. Its underlining skill is self-awareness. You need to always be prepared to explore and meet your own needs. Since you're not used to thinking about them, you might not even be fully aware of what those needs are. Whenever your empathy is aroused, regard it as a signal to turn a spotlight on your own feelings. Pause. Taking a deep breath helps. Check in with yourself. What am I feeling right now and what do I need? Once you know what you need, you can make a conscious decision about how much to give to another and how much to request for yourself. Of course, it helps to nurture relationships with people who are mindful of these needs of others. Taking action on your needs calls in the skill of self-management. Once you start noticing the ways in which you become absorbed by other people's intense feelings, especially their negative ones, you can create some different distance. I'm sorry. Even isolate yourself if necessary. Hence the office story. You know, like you can distance yourself. You can get coffee at Starbucks on the way into work and not have to make it in front of Susie. Or you can move your desk or what have you. To help manage the mixed feelings that a surge of empathy may create, you can change the way you communicate. Suppose your partner becomes irritated at, irritated at home with his boss. You feel too depleted to listen to rant or make him feel better. Clearly state that you cannot meet his expectation at the moment. This is what I need to learn. Right. So that's, I think, what I respect so much in Kara is her ability to um, communicate. So, you know, I'd really like to talk to you about this, but not tonight. I'm completely wiped out myself. Can we find some time tomorrow? I've been feeling like a little bit depleted just energy wise and and just with all these changes and things going on and stuff. And so I'm like, babe, let's get in the bed and just watch some TV. And that's my way of saying like, I'm fucking drained. I just want to get in the bed and watch TV and not think about anything. But he's, Corey's pretty easy moving. He's like, okay, cool. Watch TV early. We'll go to bed early. If Corey, I want to stay up till four, Corey will do it. 
So thanks, baby. Mm-hmm. Highly empathic people are good at spotting the emotions of others, but not necessarily interpreting them correctly. They might spin an inaccurate narrative about why someone else is having a particular feeling or they may get stuck in feelings arising from within. It can be helpful to help them pause, put your interpretation on hold, and explicitly check in by observing, wow, that really sounds important. Tell me more of the story. If others question why you are acting differently, talk openly about the changes. Sometimes I get so caught up in your feelings, I forget about my own. I'm trying to get better at balancing that. This is like a Kara. Maybe I should consult Kara for a therapist. Um, I'm trying to get better at balancing that. Don't worry about hurting someone else's feelings. If the person has empathy for you, the conversation can lead to a closer connection. One way to ensure you're taking care of someone you love while keeping track of your own feelings is to convert excessive empathy to compassion. When a friend is distraught, instead of assuming the feelings of distress yourself, take a deep breath. And a step back and say, that sounds so awful. Is there something I can do for you? Emotional intelligence always requires people being empathetic with yourself. And that periodically allows you to even be more present for those that you love. Take a cue from a temple. And I don't even know how to pronounce this. In Kaitoyo, there's a thousand. I don't even know how to say this. Bada. That's a very long word. But anyways, basically what they're describing. I'm just. Bada his. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, um, of compassion and their, blah, 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 the Asian, no, their empathy, compassion, and loving kindness needs special protection. Um, so here's the thing. Let's talk about, for example, like, a, like our, our son, KJ. Let's just talk about KJ. KJ, he's whines a lot. He gets, he's more apt to cry than, um, maybe cash at times, right? Like, so, yeah, so KJ, he, that's what, so anytime he's in a, I think it's the age. Probably a little bit. Uh, well, definitely is because his his brain is um, very young and underdeveloped and still growing and all that. But his first his default resort or his his default is tears and crying and like catastrophe, like like he's drama, a Gemini, like drama, like you know, just I mean, he like he'll stub his toe. Or cat, let's just say Cash is is responsible for helping him stub his toe. He'll <laughs> roll on the floor. He's crying. <laughs> it's like, dude, that type of behavior. Like we need, to, like, get, babe, we need to call the ambulance. He's like, probably I, hurt, babe. Like, leave him alone. He's so sad. Just he wants a hug from you. Croy's like KJ, get up. And he's like, I don't want. I'm not raising a cry baby. <laughs> and most of the time, Croy's right. And I'm always like, baby, he's really sad. He's really hurting. You know, like we promised him he'd go on a golf cart ride or whatever the hell it would be. It's kind of funny, but yeah. I think there's a balance. We're yeah. trying to find a balance because I'm over empathetic and have so much empathy for KJ or whoever. And then Croy's more of like the realist thinking long term. I'm thinking temporary. This is how Croy and I are very different. I think temporary today. Croy thinks long term. And right. and like KJ, we're not. I'm not raising a crybaby. I don't need KJ thinking it's okay to fucking dick around on the floor and spin around and hold this damn stub toe in his office when he's 18 years old or whatever. And I'm thinking, well, <laughs> and he won't because. But you know what yeah, I'm saying. Exactly. You're right. still thinking like I'm, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. Anyways, okay. Seventeen unbelievable char- characteristics of empathic people. The word empath is thrown around a lot lately. It seems like everyone's getting on the trend. Almost everyone knows, or is one perhaps, or trying to be. But what characteristics define a truly empathic person? Right. So I talk to my if you spiritual. Feel like you're not empathic, or that you want some help. These will take these little tips right here, right, and they'll help you be more empathic. I didn't realize what being empathic meant, or have more empathy, or having the level of empathy that I generally have for people. But I've had a spiritual counselor. You guys know Angie for a very, very long time. I just talked to her the other day, and I explained to her like how my muscles are really hurt and how I'm feeling about certain things and things I want to change. And my intuition is dead on lately and I feel like because I am really trying to tune into my own thoughts and my own feelings but anyways 
Beyond just a person who is able to empathize easily with other people, empathic people share 17 characteristics unique to their own specific empathic capacity. Number one, empathic people have a deep, deep inner strength. They have learned that whatever happens in life um, happens and they move on accordingly. They may not seem strong on the outside and can even appear flaky or superficial, but that's merely hiding their deep rooted inner strength. Two, they're always on the lookout for the truth. They're 100% honest and they expect 100% honesty from others. I have struggled with this most of my life. Even Rose says I have a lot of deceptive, deceptive people around me that just lie to me. She's like, I don't know why all these fucking people lie to you all the time. And it's because I'm honest. I just expect people to do the same. And I'm so hurt and shocked when they don't. Right. I wonder though if it is kind of a a growing, not necessarily trend, but kind of uh, not fad. I don't know. It, like social media creates dishonesty. Like we people think that, right. that something exists when it doesn't, and that's it's all it's all this this fake facade per se. So I, I wonder if we're kind of becoming as a culture just more accepting of dishonesty like it's just normal well it's normal to be dishonest like let's let's think let's make people think i live a life that i don't and let's be let's be somebody i'm not online and let's make a fake profile and and totally be dishonest and like it's all it's mind-blowing to me. it's all this image yeah you know i don't know no 100 percent. it might be i always and i've at 42 have only been really taught by my husband that not everybody is the same as me. Not everybody thinks like me. He doesn't even think like me. Like, you know, and I just always assume like, I'm honest, you're going to be honest or I'm that that's so ugly. That shirt over there. And Corey's like, I think it's amazing. And I just always kind of, <laughs> I was always just mean kind of the girls. And so we're, we're very similar, the girls and I. And so I don't know. It's just funny. I've really learned a lot about myself in the 10 years that I've been with Croy more so than the 10 years or 20 years prior. But uh, number three, they have hearts of gold. Empathic people can dear, care deeply and dearly for those close to them and will do anything to help them. They sometimes care too much about others. Number four, selfish or fake people drain them. This is me. They cannot stand being around people who are fake or selfish. Doing so exhausts them. Mm -hmm. Their unique nature clashes with those who are selfish or fake and they become easily anxious and upset. This is me. Brielle and I have a lot of anxiety and Ariana a lot. Croy happens to see people for who they are, which I and Croy is always dead on. So if we really want to know something, and we're like Croy, what do you think of Susie Q? Before Brielle, me, or Ariana ever ask Croy this question, we're prepared for whatever the fuck he's going to say because he's generally right. <laughs> I can't tell you how many notes the girls have written to Croy and said, "You're right." Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I told you guys last week about Caldrea. I am obsessed. If you don't know what it is, Caldrea is a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with amazing scents, making caring for ourselves and our home a very beautiful experience. They have effective products that don't compromise in scents. They have hand soaps and lotions that have been mentioned before um, on this podcast. In addition, Caldrea also has home cleaning products that are effectively clean while transforming your home with your absolute favorite fragrances. While we are all spending so much more time time at home. We want to keep it clean and fresh. Caldrea makes cleaning enjoyable and worry-free with incredible effective formulas that are addictively pleasurable to use. Products use a combination of essential oils from flowers and herbs and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients. You guys, I just want to read a couple of reviews from caldrea.com. Can't believe the wonderful smell of this product, but besides that, the cleaning power is amazing. I am just finishing my first bottle and I am a lifelong fan now. That is on the countertop spray, you guys. It smells 
amazing. They have pear blossom aguave and sea salt neroli that customers love. Their dish soap. Um, here's another review, you guys. It's a miracle. I use this to hand wash dishes. I call it my quote unquote little miracle because it makes me want to wash my dishes every day. I mean, you guys, these products smell amazing. They work, they're effective, and they have great ingredients. You can get free shipping on all your orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That is C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and add a touch of luxury to your home care. Number five, they understand how people truly feel. They can easily assess a situation in which someone is upset or hurt, and they offer to help offset the trauma however they are able to. Six, this is me. They know when people are lying. They can easily understand people at a very deep level and can tell whether the intentions they speak are true or not. And this can lead to disappointment and frustration for them as when people are lying or behaving deceptively, empathic people know. Seven, they feel lousy in crowded places and will often, often avoid them. I avoid a lot of crowded places. The last crowded place that crowded place per se that we were at was Jason Aldean's um, restaurant or whatever with Luke Bryan in November in Nashville. And we had the most incredible time. I really wanted to look at a house in Nashville. I had so much fun with everyone. They're just great down to earth people. It was so fun, but going to like a big concert, I take on a lot of people's energy that I feel around me. Um, I always take a shower. We always take a shower whenever we get home from being out anywhere, because I always feel like entities can attach to you. You can take on people's energy. You can get home and start cussing your husband out after a lovely night, just because you have the energy on you. Um, number eight, they can't handle negativity. Negative emotions drain them. And if they are stuck with a person who is often negative, they'll just cut that person out of their life. Right. If you embrace the awkwardness. Oh my God. (laughs) They are sensitive to various energies. Empaths are sensitive to energies around them that are both known and unknown. Therefore, they will sometimes feel uneasy or unwell and not realize why until the source of specific negative energy is no longer there. They have a very strong, number 10, they have a very strong and extremely accurate intuition. The gut feeling most of us have is often stronger, more accurate, and empaths. They listen to it, I'm sure, too. No, so not you, always. Okay, maybe, but. Sometimes I get intuition um, confused with fear. Sure. 11, empaths tend to be very creative. An empathic mind is one that works constantly shifting between different projects and ideas as necessary. This makes them extremely creative and innovative, innovative human beings. I think I'm definitely creative in the mind. People uh, 12, empathic people do not tolerate pain well because they take everything to heart. They're easily hurt by the smallest things. Their emotion runs very high and they're not well insulated again. Back to creativity too. A lot of times people think creativity is like artistic. Right. That's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. You can be very creative in a lot of different ways on how to be a good problem solver and, mm-hmm. and create different ways to come to. Are you a, a assuming solution? that I just said that I'm creative because I have no, a bikini just, line, a I makeup don't... line, a hairline or a skincare line, a, I can decorate our house. I can, are you just referring no, to like, I'm just no, fucking with you, baby. Yeah, yeah, no, it just is. Don't, don't think that just if you're, if you're not artistic, you're not creative. Cause that's totally right. not the case. 100% right. Yeah. But I am saying I'm creative with, with a lot of different things. Yeah. I just have that creative you have a very brain. artistic creativity. Right. Yeah. But not, I mean, yeah. And yeah. then you can jump to skincare. So makeup is mm-hmm. kind of artistic, right? Bathing suits are definitely artistic. I've decorated most of our home. Um, and then I have a skincare line. But that's so it's like a very too, though, in a sense. I feel like because what? you have to understand. Uh, kind yeah, of I guess you're right. The your, it's your of, beauty, what yeah. how you see beauty, and then and then formulas and and textures and and that's 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 an art, it's, right? I mean, so yeah, in my opinion. Um, Thirteen. They simply don't slow down. Another thing Rose told me: if you just fucking slow down, I keep telling you to slow down, yeah. and you don't listen. You can't. 
For empathic people, time is always going by too quickly. They're often overly involved in so many projects and ideas that they rush constantly between things. They should be careful of this, though, because it contrasts their generally introverted nature. That's why I love what I do. And I'm at home and I'm with my family and I'm not in a big office space. And anyways, this is the big one for me, okay? Number 14, they are either hated or loved with no feelings of neutrality. No neutrality, neutrality, but I was going to say neutral feelings, but Uh that wouldn't have made any sense. Neutrality. um, That's 100% true for me, I believe. Number, okay, empaths want to help others. If other people are receptive, they will continue to help them that they love. If they're not, they will see the empath as a nuisance and try to get away from them. 15, nobody wants to get away from me. They just always want to pick my brain and I appreciate it. Like I said, the podcast for me too here is very therapeutic and fun because I've spent so much time working on myself and trying to figure out why I feel the way I feel. And if I would have known it was just being empathic, my problem 20 fucking years ago, it probably would have saved me a lot of time and energy, but, um, I spent a lot of time. And so all the information that I've learned from Rose and from Angie and just, you know, everyday people and that have come into my life, I'd love to share with you guys because I, again, I want everybody to live their best life in 10 words or less, but 15, they like to focus on each thing at a time. They're not multitaskers necessarily, but if they're asked to be, they will be, but they might not do a hundred percent job on each and every project, which is me. So 16 empaths are very good listeners. Listening helps them discern what's going on inside you and offer advice accordingly. My only problem with that, I would say is I definitely like to listen to people, but I'm already thinking of an answer. So I'm tuned out about 20 seconds in because I'm thinking about how I'm going to respond, which I'm working on. But in 17, and as a result, they are taken advantage of by others. Other people dump their problems on them. They feel better just walking away from the problem. The empath, however, cannot easily shed these problems and have to work to process them. Empaths have a very hard time saying no, and that often leads them to these kind of dilemmas. What do you guys think? How many yeses did you guys say? Male and female. I know a lot of males that are empathic. I know a lot that aren't. I don't think it's gender related. I think it's definitely genetic. I think it's your upbringing. I think um, there's a lot of factors in it. But I think what's really important is to always acknowledge what people are feeling. I'm big on that because I don't feel like my parents did that with me at all. And so when KJ, him dancing around the floor is not a very good example. But like if if he's just like during school, right, during homeschooling, he would just start crying over something and he he could do most of his work on his own and i'm like buddy what are you feeling like, nothing i'm fine and i'm like no like are you frustrated because you guess i am frustrated and like so i'm i'm really trying to acknowledge your feelings i've read a few books on it and how important it is to kind of acknowledge what they're feeling but an empathic person takes it on as well and that's kind of what i'm trying to master but anyways um so, also so being empathic also has an effect on your immune system um, because you're basically, it's a perfect sponge for sopping up people's emotions. So, um, here are some tips to take care of yourself to avoid the absorption in the first place. What were you going to say, baby? No, go. Keep going. One, when you notice heavy emotions, start by labeling what you're feeling. Labeling helps to bring us into a state of pause, which can help us gain a little distance from the emotional experience for a moment. Two, ask yourself whether what you're feeling is yours, someone else's, or a mix of two. It can be difficult to discern the difference. One approach is... Uh, one approach that I like to take is if I think I might be feeling a particular person's quote unquote shit stuff, energy, whatever, I'll imagine the person is completely whole content and full of light. Then revisit my own experience and see if I still feel the same way. Um, I think I do that a lot. There's a very big celebrity, huge celebrity that I'm not going to name out in Los Angeles. And a friend of mine was telling me how she, before any meetings, she's in movies, huge movies. 
um, before any meetings or auditions or anything like this. She sits in her car, which I found this fucking insane, but she sits in her car and she imagines white fucking paint being dumped from like the top of her head all over her body. And she's embracing this white paint, complete, pure light and happy. And I told my girlfriend, is she fucking okay? Like what? And we were laughing kind of about it. This was, and then I've thought about this a lot since that conversation three years ago. And you know what? That's pretty cool. So she tries to cleanse her energy, see herself in this perfect light and in her own body, released from anybody's, you know, own image or thoughts of her or whatever. She gets into her own emotions. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and understands that whatever it is that she's feeling is her own and it's not anybody else's anxiety or frustration or worry or whatever anything that's maybe negative it's maybe not yours so if you can kind of get yourself into that space of right. these are my emotions and you could be you could be feeling anxiety but when you're it's not yours and you're actually really happy or right. really excited instead right. of anxiety I, that was my example you wake yeah. up in the morning you're having a great day there's no traffic the songs that you that were played on the radio you loved you get into work and then Susie's like can robber it was such a you know and then yeah. it just throws you all off but I'm easily thrown off. That's what I'm right. trying to say. So number yeah. three, the moment you catch yourself feeling emotions that quote unquote aren't yours, raise your awareness of what's happening within. It can help to say the word compassion to yourself as a way of internally and intentionally focusing on what you can do to be supportive rather than allowing yourself to be overpowered by their emotions. Number four, take a deep breath and notice where in your body you feel the most calm, grounded, or neutral. It might be as simple as like your toe or your finger, you guys. Bring attention to that place in your body and allow it to be your centering force to keep you grounded while you process and release any feelings that you may have absorbed. Sometimes just having one calm place in your body can serve as a resource when the rest of you is feeling just very anxious and overwhelmed. Number five, return the other person's emotions to them. It is not your responsibility to carry other people's emotional distress and equally important, it it helps absolutely no one. Try saying to yourself, I'm letting this emotional pain go. This is not mine. I say fucking return to sender. Remember that other people have to go through their own process in order to grow. I struggle with this too. And I think a lot of us moms, dads, more moms probably, but with our kids want to do everything for them to, to avoid them going through hurt, confusion, pain, whatever. And I think I'm definitely working on that with the littles because I basically have wiped Brielle's ass all of her life. And you can totally tell now that she's 23, but, um, and I wouldn't change a thing because I, I, you know, I think your firstborn, you definitely do that. Your second one, by that time, you're like, oh, I don't really have time. And by the time you get to third, fourth, fifth, you're like, hey, wipe your own ass when they're about one. So anyway, um, just say return to sender. That's a big thing. Sometimes you don't know why you're feeling. If you're in an office and there's 25 people, you don't know who's sending shit to you. Like say you get a new car, right? I tell people to keep their own shit to themselves, right? You get a new car. And you go to the office and you're like, hey, everybody, I just got a BMW X5. This is my dream car. How many fucking people do you think in an office of 25, how many people do you genuinely think are really happy for you? This is the big thing that we're going to get into over the next month or so is, is just how many people are genuinely happy. Some of the people closest to you want to see you fail the most. So keep some of that stuff to yourself. If you're building a company or you're doing something, don't go around talking about it. Focus on it, get it done, and then announce it so that nobody can affect the process or the energy of it. Like, I feel and or find your emotions towards it. Right. Yeah. I feel or find keeping things close to your chest is a lot greater. Right. Because the key to success is having emotions behind action. If you lack the emotion behind the action, it's not going to come to fruition. That's a big thing with manifestation. That's a great and understanding uh, how to 
how to build the, the, the life of your dreams. When you envision things and you put an emotion behind that vision without it actually being there, but you just, that excitement that you would feel in that new car, that excitement that you would feel owning that company or, uh, just all those great feelings of happiness and positivity. You, you, you genuinely put your emotions behind that project or idea. That's how things get on the fast track to becoming real. And so sometimes if it's not your emotion, right. And you share that and they're like, people are, are doubtful. They discourage, they don't understand it. They can't see your vision. That's how their emotions can sometimes attack your vision right. and slow it down or stop it. Right. So I always refer to people like slamming the shit out of you. So for example, you know, like you go to work, I got this new BMW guys. I've worked my ass off for this. Nobody knows what it took for you to get that fucking car. Right. They just think that you woke up, bought and bought it and you're so lucky and their life is miserable. So, you know, a big thing is they slam the shit out of you. You leave and you can hit a curb and fuck up your whole tire. Right. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a domino effect. You go home, you kick your dog. I've used this analogy a lot. Like keep things close to your chest and to yourself. Trust me. You'll see a huge difference in your marriage and your friendships and your businesses, your endeavors, whatever it is. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And when you're talking about whatever you, whatever you do in this world is coming right back at you. So if you're talking shit about Susie Q, right, then Susie Q or somebody else is going to be talking the same shit about you. So be very tread lightly with your words, tread lightly with your thoughts, and keep them to yourself and watch your life improve. Last but not least is use visual, visual, I can't say it now. Visualization. Thank you, baby. Yep. To fully release the emotions. Like I said, this big celebrity out there in California pictures this paint just being dumped over her. A lot of people picture waterfalls carrying through their body to release the motion and like being carried out. Being a sensitive person, your empathy is truly a gift that the world really, truly needs. It's up to each of us to channel our empathy into greater compassion so that we can remain strong and well. I, myself, am working on boundaries with people, and I've cut a lot of people out of my life due to them not noticing the boundaries or acknowledging the boundaries, and Croy's really good at that. And, and also with, you know, Croy embrace the awkwardness, which is kind of a running joke now in our house. Um, it works. So try some of the things, um, that I mentioned today. I hope this kind of helps you guys understand maybe why you feel depleted or so drained or, you know, taking on other people's energy, sage yourself. I do it a lot. Paleo Santo as well. Saging yourself really clears, clears the energy. It helps get rid of bacteria in your home as well, or in your car, um, sage each room, each corner, and then open up all the doors and release all the negativity. That's really, really helpful. If you're just irritated when you leave your office every day, for example, take inventory. Are you really happy where you're working? Can you change it? Should you sage yourself because Susie Q's going through a divorce and she's pissed off and bitter? You know, like really evaluate and take inventory of the people, places, and things that are in your life. What drains you? What doesn't? And then reevaluate and see how important keeping those things around are. And if none of this made sense to you or it didn't resonate You're or an click asshole. with you, You're an asshole. <laughs> you might uh, not have as much empathy as the person next to you. And so your life will vastly improve uh, if you can learn some empathy, learn how to have it, kind of practice some of these tips and tricks that we've given you, um, and just understand that everybody's going through this life with different visions, different we all see life through our own lens, right? And so 100%. it's up to you to per se change the tint of your lens. Is it a negative tint? Is it a positive tint? Is it a sympathetic tint? Is it an empathic tint? Um 
And those tense change throughout the day, throughout the month, year, your life. And so, yeah, you can, you can have a better connection with the people around you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, if you can put yourself in their shoes, uh, but also remain in yours, stand strong and stand firm so that you're not just completely depleted and drained while trying to help others. So exactly right. We hope you help you. Thanks, you guys, so much for tuning in to this episode of House of Kim. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Beerman. Catch new episodes every Wednesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.